Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it to episode 73. What is up? What is up? The Basil Bonanza. The Basil Bonanza. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I was going to wait to say it, but I, I couldn't wait, we so were, I just said it. We were too giddy, so we, boo our, we, we blew our Basil wads way too early. Basil, <laughs> Basil Bonanza, as my microphone slowly, slowly falls down. Like a <laughs> like a dying lily. Hold on, let me try. <laughs> it's okay. What technical a- technical difficulties. We've we've seen worse things happen seen, during Basel we've seen World. Worse th- <laughs> no no <laughs> comments. No comment. What is up, man? I haven't talked to you in so long. It seems like. Yeah, we we took <clears throat> we took a week off uh, recording because we recorded uh, the last episode in advance. Uh, we just. We had a lot to do, man. You 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 moved. I did some traveling. Um, then the show happened, and uh, yeah, it's it feels good to slowly uh, become a human being again and and talk to talk to someone. I feel so, I feel being a human being is one of the more I f- is one of the more positive things you could do, you know, for your health. That's what I that's what I think. I think we're writing. A- it is. But it's difficult to feel human at times, <laughs> especially as for me, it, it's it's a problem at nighttime because the the nightmares they still happen. <laughs> this, this the screams they keep my wife awake, um, but I'm 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 okay. Dude, ha, dude, dude, dude has like Viet Cong night terrors. Man, is just <laughs> screaming in the night. You know what I mean? You ever smell a man's flesh burn? You know. <laughs> No, Michael, we're fucking like thirty years old. I don't think we've, we've we've never even casually been to Vietnam. I don't think I'm gonna be dead in five years. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, man, a lot a lot has happened. Uh, a lot has happened. Just you know, like I said, but both of us, lots happened with Basel. Um, episode seventy three. This is the Basel Bonanza. So we did the previous episode was sort of a Basel kind of. I don't know if you call it like a prediction or like, but like kind of what we wanted to see. Basel expectations, wish, you know, wish list, yeah. wish list. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Dude, if this microphone doesn't stop falling, I'm gonna burn it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna listen to me burn this thing in in high def. That's very Jimi Hendrix of you. Is it? Did Jimmy <laughs> did Jimmy burn mics or just left handed strats? I don't know or right handed strats. I apologize. <laughs> maybe maybe that was Frank Zappa. I don't know. Dude, I'm so excited. So I I moved. I moved. I moved on a on a moment's on a on a, a move on a moment's notice. Notice mm-hmm. a moment's notice watches. Sorry, <laughs> a, mo- a moment's notice. Uh, I got word on Thursday that we had the opportunity to move to a new place, but we had to move there by Tuesday, which was like five days after that. And so I'm, and I'm, it's in the same yeah. building. It's just a bigger place. And so I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And so I just, I was packing stuff. It all looked good. It all looked great on paper. The new apartment, it's really cool, but it's on the top floor of this three-story building. So it's on the third story, but there's no elevator. So I had to carry all of my shit up three flights of stairs. 
It was my own personal trail of tears. I had to pick up everything I owned and just walk to Oklahoma or like wherever the fuck I had to go with everything I owned. People were dying all around. It was horrible. <laughs> it was the worst, best thing that have, has ever happened to me because the new place is cool. But I'm, ne- I'm, ne- I'm never going to be the same. I'm never going to look at the stairs outside my apartment the same ever again. It was horrible. Are you just are you just staring at the wall in your bed like kingpin? And like, <laughs> I do. I know. It's just I'm. I'm never going to be the same. I'm. It's just. I'm never going to be the same. It's just. That's just. That's. Do just you the have the the feeling, <clears throat> the feeling after like a like a pretty intense move is just like, I'm gonna die here. I don't care if I have the chance to live in a mansion. I'm oh not yeah, doing no. That again. I told I I told I told Becky I'm like baby this is gonna be the place where we die and they peel our goopy corpses off the ground or if we have to move we're hiring movers. I will literally start saving tonight for a moving yeah. budget. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad I'm glad it's over and that you you guys you guys seem to like the place. You have to you have to set up your bed immediately because otherwise it just feels like you just feel subhuman. I I took <laughs> I took 2 days to set up our bed and it felt like we were in an opium den. It was a mattress on the <laughs> on the floor. Not even like not, the mattress wasn't even like where the bed was supposed to be. It was just flung like a like a playing card in the middle of the room. It was like lopsided. It wasn't even on like a box spring. The box spring was against the wall. And we just, we just, uh-huh. the thing is it was in a mattress bag and we were so tired the first night. I didn't like, like, sl- like, like slide the mattress out of the bag or like carefully undo it. I just ripped it open. Like I, mm-hmm. I ripped it open. Like I was ripping open the chest of my enemies. You know what I mean? Like I just, I, <laughs> I, I punctured it with my nails and I just, I ripped it open from the torso and I, I we just crawled in like a fucking tauntaun on Hoth and we just went to sleep that first night because we were Good. done. We were done. Good. It was and I never I don't want to wish this on anyone unless I don't like you. If I don't like you then I wish this on you. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I'm glad it's over. It's over. It's over. I am recording in my new dedicated office or half an office. I have half. Becky, my wife has the other half. This is gonna be the two book watch knobs. And the Rifka Watches Nerve Center, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't have to work moving around anymore. Because before when I had to print, like like 3D print for Rifka or do anything for two-work watch knobs, I either had to like, I had to move my equipment all around because I didn't have a dedicated space for it. So like either from like like the, the, the ottoman or like the fucking kitchen counter or whatever. But now I have a room, a room specifically designated for me to slowly asphyxiate myself with 3D printing fumes. I'm into it. Nice. I'm super okay. into it, man. Well, that's cool because you you said that the the wrist check kind of was related to the to the move. Oh my god, you're right. I'm blabbing way too much. I'm also having like an asthma attack. It is it is time, in 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 times of dire straits and stress and just horrible shit, we have to fall back on traditions. Traditions. We have to fall back on traditions. You want to do the wrist check? Should I should I just should I just should I just slide? Just slide the just slide the tip into the wrist check. Is that is that sl- sl- slide into my wrist sl- check? <laughs> <laughs> hey baby hey baby just slide into my wrist check i'm gonna say that to my wife tonight and she's gonna hit me in the mouth <laughs> oh man yeah yeah go 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 first you go first. i am wearing i, I can't remember if i talked about this on air but i'm wearing a uh, hashtag new watch alert i'm wearing a new not a vintage vostok amphibian paratrooper dial dial there you go 
Uh, this thing is super cool. I this is uh, this is also related to my move because this is what I would constitute as my moving watch. This is the watch that I wore during the move, um, which may or may not have been a good decision uh, because it 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 it's a new watch. You know, you know, during the move, things are gonna get are gonna get dinged up and banged up. I will say this thing did did get a little dinged up during the move, but I fucking love it. It's perfect. Uh -huh. This is. Such a cool watch. It also, I, I modded the bezel with this new bezel. So it's just this like silver alloy looking dive bezel and the dial is green and it has this red star on it. Oh. I think it I was... Didn't see that. I didn't see that. I didn't see that you modded the bezel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't the stock bezel. Hmm. Okay. Have, oh, yeah. I, look at that. It's really subtle, but I like it a lot. Um, I like this shade of, of silver more than the one that the... Uh, that comes like that. That comes stock because it just makes the it makes the teal of the dial feel just I don't know a more cohesive in a weird way. It's not blingy. Uh, the the bezel before was super polished. You know what mm. I'm saying? But um, one second, I just need to quickly look something up. Ba -ba 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 -ba. It's all good, man. It's the weekend. It's the weekend, man. You know, I like these weekend recordings. It's interesting, right? It's definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, so so uh, I was talking to, so uh, shout out to Ryan Moy. Ryan Moy pointed out, I think, a really, really fun nickname for this watch. Uh, the, the Vostok Heineken. <laughs> Doesn't it kind of look like a Heineken with the stupid color and the red star? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'm into it, man. Vostok Heineken. That's what I'm calling it from now on. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at the uh, kitty photo right now. Oh yeah, so uh, all my uh, so uh, uh, Seiko Catterday fell on like just the day after my move, and so all my watches are still packed up, and I only had my Vostok because that's, that's that was my moving watch. So I did a we did a Seiko Catterday takeover with the Vostok Amphibian, and so I had uh, I had Yang help me out with that one. How how are the cats doing with the new place? Are they oh my out god, or? dude! It was it was I I have never felt more like an animal abuser in my entire life than when we were moving. Because did they did they see you taking things out and wonder if you were going to leave them? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Yeah, they didn't know what was going on, and then at a certain point, we needed to start moving and dismantling furniture, and so it's not safe for them to be running around while we're doing that because you know I don't want them to get like crushed or stepped on or soldered, soldered. I I I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we locked them. We locked them in the bathroom, and the whole time in the bathroom, they're crying. They're just Aww. crying the whole time, and I'm trying to unscrew the bed that my wife and I share while the cats are crying, and I'm like, this is fucking horrible. Like, this is horrible. Fuck, like, fuck moving, dude. Fuck homes. Oh, you know? Man. <clears throat> and, um... And so, you know, they were in the bathroom for like like a day and then we got them in their carriers and we brought them in the new place. And then when you bring a cat to a new place, you can't just throw them in. Like you have to like slowly acclimate them because they, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but there's some sort of cat behavior where they map out the entire home, but they have to do it in waves. Because if you just throw them in there all at once, it gets a little weird and it can affect their behavior. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So um, I, I slowly acclimated them to the apartment, but so it started in this in the guest bathroom, which is this small room. So the cats were in the small room for like a day, mm -hmm. and then after that day, um, I went in and I I let them out, and they were just they were just so freaked out. Their whole world 
had just changed. You know what I mean? But they're <laughs> but they're good now. They adjusted. They're doing their own thing. They're climbing around. They're having a good time. They're they're totally cool now. They're totally cool now. But um, but yeah. Good. So that's what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing the Vostok right now. <clears throat> This thing took some hits. Um, this dome got scratched, which was inevitable. This thing, this thing hangs mad dome. This thing hangs like fucking Ron Jeremy dome. So <laughs> the, fact, the, fact, the fact that it was going to get hit was known to me. I'm like, I know it's going to happen. Let's just let it happen. The bezel also got a bit of a ding. But you know what? I, it, it wears it really, really well. It's the mark, in my opinion, of a good watch. Of what you could almost constitute as a timeless design when it wears damage you know well you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i yeah. don't think i don't think any richard meal is gonna wear a giant gash across the crystal very well you know what I'm, nicely like, no i don't i don't think so. right it's kind of like sticking a kitchen knife in the hood of your ferrari it's like mm, that doesn't really work for the car's look anymore you know what i'm saying it's a fucking meat cleaver in the back of this thing's uh fucking you know tail fin whatever the fuck you call it i have no idea my my brother and my dad are super into cars so Hearing, hearing me talk about cars, they'll probably start yelling at me. <laughs> it's called a flux capacitor, Kaz. They don't sound, they don't sound anything like that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm wearing this Vostok. It's really, really cool. What I love about this watch is basically Vostoks. These have been made in Kistapol, which I I wrote an article about this on the Two Broke Watch website. If you're interested in the history of Vostok watches, go and check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's a really, mm -hmm. really cool history, um, propelled by war, sustained by a small town having to keep its economy alive post-war, um, so on and so forth. Space race, it's really, really a lot of cool. Um, space race, not like actual space race, but more space race like propaganda and like pride and bullshit like that. Uh, are you urinating into a cup? Yes. <laughs> you go, you go, you go trucker on me, dude. I can't, I can't, I can't leave. <laughs> I'm not actually doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that was also a super short piss, man. If that if you were pissing into a cup, that was like that was like bam. That was like that was that was that was like that was like 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 super fast piss. This is what the watch industry has in store. <laughs> the two broke watch snobs. <laughs> Just talking about the the speed of piss. I'm gonna write a book about thermodynamics and call it the speed of piss. <laughs> I think it's going to be a bestseller. God damn I, it. I, I think so too. But yeah, so I wrote, I'm so sorry. I wrote, I wrote a piece about the history of Vostok watches. It's on the website where I love about this watch. This is a newer Vostok Amphibian. It's made in the same factory. A lot of the practices are basically the same. It's still part of the 2-4 movement caliber. So it's, it, it's, it's part of that same iteration, which is a, it's a really, really fun, robust movement. It's automatic. It's reliable. It doesn't hack. Who gives a shit? It hand winds. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's part mm -hmm. of the amphibian line, which is just I'm. I need to write a piece solely dedicated to the amphibian line because it's just such a great piece in dive watch history that I, I, more people just need to know about. Like, 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 like if you if you're tired if you're tired of living in an ocean of just regular dive watches and homages and blah 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 blah, you need to learn about the Vostok amphibian. Cause it's fucking super cool. It's um, there's a little bit, a bit, a little bit of uh, the history about the amphibian specifically in the um, the Kistapol piece on the website. But mm -hmm. I want to do a piece so dedicated to it. But I I wanted to buy this watch also because I wanted to compare it 
to the actual vintage watches. I wanted because I have I have a, I've had a few uh, vintage Vostok amphibians in my time, mm-hmm. and this is my first brand <clears throat> brand new one. Hold on, the, the microphone. I gotta fix the microphone. Like a <laughs> like a dying like a dying daisy. Hold on, let me see if I can tighten this. It's gonna sound weird. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> This is I'm, this is quality. This is, I'm ladies and gentlemen. so sorry. You're gonna have to <laughs> post process that. Just make it. Just make it sound like I'm farting. No, I'm not gonna do anything. <laughs> God damn it! But um, I wanted to compare the newer amphibians to the older ones. It's interesting. The newer Vostok amphibian, you get it, and it feels like a vintage watch because the design is still pretty much inspired by some of the uh by by the normal iterations of the amphibians you know the different case types there have been it still has this classic acrylic dome which isn't just a look thing this is a big part of the function of the watch um it also appears to be chrome plated or steel plated brass because uh-huh. and that's that, that's traditionally how the amphibians were made because I think it's cheap. It's a bit of a quote-unquote softer metal, but that plays into the idea of the technology behind the amphibian, how they sort of solved the issue of water resistance on a dime. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Which is really, really cool. Um, The one thing that I think is lacking compared to the uh, vintage amphibians is the crown. uh, The crown quality is it feels a bit thinner not thinner the the, the I'm trying to think of a way to say it the metal quality of the crown is not in the same par with the vintage ones and it, it sounds cliche but it really is true they don't make them like they used to but comparing this Vostok to the vintage ones I mean it's basically the same except for that crown I mean it still has that classic amphibian crown wobble which makes you think you broke it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh I broke my watch nope that's how it's supposed to be um, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen mm-hmm. some really nasty reviews <clears throat> on, um, like social media and YouTube and stuff about these modern amphibians. Um, and I think, I think it's from people that don't realize that that's how it's supposed to be. Like they get it and they're like, Oh, I got this watch and it's broken. Someone you know? did a YouTube video and it's someone that you and I both know and they did the video and they're just like, oh, this watch is bad. Don't buy this watch, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say who because it's not appropriate for me to say who, but I think mm-hmm. if you do review like that without actually knowing the history of the watch, you're basically an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no, <laughs> seriously, this is not a watch you can just buy and make a judgment on. You have to know about yeah. it. Like you have to understand yeah why certain parts of it are the way why it is brass why this why this acrylic dome is the way it is why the crown does the thing that it does you know and you can you can argue that it's it's almost like ballsy on on their part to continue on with that tradition in design yeah um when producing the modern versions because this is just this is just the way it was when it was originally designed and we're gonna we're gonna show that to you in this modern accessible reproduction of the watch yeah i mean you know what's so weird i almost hesitate to call it a reproduction because the chain of ownership and the chain of manufacturing and production has never stopped or ceased Hmm. it's just it's just always kept it's just new it's just it's It's just it's just a new exactly they're not they're not it's not like oh this year vostok has decided to reissue (laughs) 
the infinity the infra no they don't give a fuck it's just the same watch i mean sometimes they'll do they have done like the 1965 or 67 uh to no case sort of like original reissue blah 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 but this one that i got is just it's just it's just the amphibian they're still making it and they're charging 70 dollars usd for it <laughs> i think i'm gonna get one which is incredible I, I like right I like mine a lot. This is really really cool. Oh, the other other thing that I thought was good is the um, uh, in comparison between the the vintage one is the 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 detail, the quality of the case back, like the the like the case stamping on the case back is better on this one. Mm-hmm. Is better on the newer ones. So, but yeah, no, I I I I think it's one of those things where it's not a watch you can casually purchase. This is the sort of watch that someone who really wants to geek out would really be into. You know what I mean? You know what I just noticed on Marinom? They have bulk pricing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at the scuba dude now. If you buy 10 or more of them, they're 64, 60 each. That's a that, that, that's a steal. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna buy 10 of these, Kaz, and we could just do giveaways? <laughs> that'd be kind of cool, actually, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe Christmas time. Maybe Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Y'all getting scuba dudes. <laughs> yeah, no, there's both yeah. there's both price. Well, the thing is Marinom. They're basically the official retailer for Kistapol because the guy that runs it, I believe his name is Dimitri, he lives and operates basically down the street from the factory. So he knows those guys, he talks to those guys, he has connections with those guys, so on and so forth. I'm working with Marinom to get the movements that I need for Rivka, you know what I mean? Because that's just, that's just my best option and everything. So yeah, it, Marinom online store of Kistapol Watch Factory. Yeah, dude. That's what it says. Yeah. You know, very cool. But uh, but yeah, so that's what I'm wearing now. Um, it's got uh, it's got that dent in the bezel, which I'm not worried about. It's got that scratch in the crystal. I'm not worried about. It. I'll see if I can't like poly, poly watch it. That's what it's called, right? Poly watch. Yeah, poly watch. It's um, it's it's really good. Like it's a it's a lifesaver, man. Um, I I you know, I got scratches on like acrylic crystals before, and I freaked out. Uh, and I had never used it. Uh, it's gonna feel like your arm is gonna fall off because you have to like. <laughs> You have to like buff it for a while and you, you apply pressure or whatever, but uh, it's it's worth it in the end. Well, I, ha- I have a Dremel um, with a buffing wheel for Rivka. I can just use that. You might, you might like file down your crystal. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so don't do that. Okay, gotcha. I like, and you know what? When you buy it off Amazon, it's supposed to come with like a special like poly watch cloth or whatever. But when I bought it, I guess they forgot to throw that in there. <laughs> Um, Sucker. So I like so I like used a sock on my Speedmaster. <laughs> like, I guess it's gonna work. If not, I'm gonna ruin this watch. You so. you 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 Apollo 13 improvised. I, I'm proud of you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome though, man. Yeah, every time I say the word polywatch or think about polywatch, I wanna say polywag, which is a Pokemon. Oh yeah, yeah, it's true. Polywag, polywhirl, polywrath. There you go. <laughs> But um, but yeah, that's that, that that's that's what I'm wearing. I like this watch a lot. Oh, I just note I am wearing this on a custom suede strap from EA8. Um, it's EA8 leather leather goods. Well, we'll we'll, we'll tag it in the show. This thing is super cool. It's gray and suede, get, and then he'll get mad at us. Why will he get mad at <laughs> Cause us? Because we're, we're talking about him. Hey, he'll get over it. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> EA8. It's okay. We got this. You yeah, know this. Uh, it's gray suede. It's red stitching. But what I love, so I. I feel like an item is truly personalized, it's truly customized when you have options for mixing materials. So the yeah. keeper on this thing is leather, but the strap is suede. And I love that. I think that's so cool. I'm, I, for me, I'm just super into it. It's like a dark 
brown sort of um is that your fire alarm again no that's that's the that's the rice cooker oh my god i was gonna say i'm like <laughs> again michael again like come on man <laughs> it's all right how 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 good is the how good is the rice cooker we use it for everything that thing saved my um, fucking life in college dude yeah yeah you know but yeah sorry i, I got distracted by the rice cooker um, I love this boss suck amphibian. Keep an eye out for uh, right up on the site. Keep an eye out for just it being on the feed. Um, if anyone has any questions, totally feel free to ask me because I feel like this is a watch that people really want to get into, but there's a bit of hesitancy as a hesitancy because it's just hard. Because yeah, they'll do a search and they might find some sort of negative comment on like on a forum or a video from someone who just wasn't properly educated to talk about the watch it's like me it's like me tuning into a car review with it from a toddler who can't drive it's like dude i'm not i'm not listening you don't know how to fucking drive you know what i'm saying yeah so if anybody has any questions totally let me know what's up but but here i'm talking way too much and my asthma's kicking in what are you i'm curious what are you wearing um so it was kind of it was a special choice for me to to pick a watch that i would wear throughout the entirety of basel world which is what we'll be talking about today. Oh yeah. Um, and I had some kind of unfortunate events uh, that changed what I would be wearing. Um, there was there was a watch that I was wearing from a, from a very large Swiss brand, which will remain unnamed, that actually malfunctioned. Um, <clears throat> then I switched to something else, uh, but I got a little bit bored of it, and the workload just got so insane that I just. I wanted a watch that would just make me smile every time I looked down at it. Yeah. And it's it's one that I don't I really should wear more um because it's it's gorgeous and I've I've been wearing this one for about like 4 days now and it's um it's just so much fun and 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 now that I've been wearing it like back to back I'm I'm starting to n- notice all these little details that I that I didn't see before and it's it's the it's the Doxa Sub 300 Black Lung. Sweet. That's um that's that's what I'm wearing. And um gosh, like this kind of kind of just like the Vostok um that you brought up. It it feels like they just I don't know, started making the watch again. Yeah. Um you know, I met up with with Nick from Orion Watches not not too long ago and he he had an old Doxa that he brought to the um the place where we met up at and uh you know to put these two watches side to side it's just you can tell they come from the same place you know like that's so um, cool you 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 can feel the connection yeah yeah you can really feel the connection mm. but it's one of those things where doxa kind of had the upper hand with this model because back when it debuted in 1967 it was really big at 42 millimeters and it actually, it feels bigger than 42, mm. but you wore, you actually wore it, um, for a little bit and you were pretty impressed by how slim it was. Right. Yeah. So while it is very large, it's also very slim and the dial is kind of tiny and you have this, like this little bubble that protrudes over the, over the top of the case. And it's just, there's, there's nothing out there like it. Um, and yeah, I just I'm actually considering doing a watch fast with this watch. It's it's you you know I had I had a very similar experience um, 
just in regards to like the feelings where you just needed to wear something that would make you smile. I had a very similar yeah. experience with the with my samurai, with my, my my blue lagoon samurai. That's yeah. that type of experience is how you know, like it's a special watch. It needs to be with you forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there there are just things that, like this watch just keeps on giving, man. It's um, yeah, and it's it's kind of hilarious because <clears throat> I feel like there are some watches that we come across whether they um you know whether they're in your collection for long term or if you kind of just have them in for review there there are watches that come in and you're just like wow like i don't need anything else in this like genre so like for example after the uh speedmaster for example like i just don't think about chronographs i I really don't i don't (laughs) feel the need for a chronograph i don't care (laughs) that's so cool um and uh We'll talk about some dive watches today that came out during Basel World that are actually really, really tempting. But I'd look down at this watch and I'm just like, gosh, like, what, like, what else do you need in like a dive? Like, this is this is an actual like divers dive watch. This is yeah. This thing is it's not fashiony at all. The company it's not easy to purchase watches from them. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, uh, they. They have a booth at Basel, but you know, I've I've only seen one model from them and I think it's actually already sold out. Um but it's just it's it's very special and if you get the chance to handle one or purchase one secondhand, I'd I'd really recommend it if you're thinking about stretching your budget. It's um it's kind of a weird like niche within a niche, uh, when it comes to like watch collecting and, and uh Yeah. And the dial, the dial is, you know, this is what they call the professional dial. So it's very orange. Um, and at times it can appear extremely orange. At, at times it can look pale. Um, any kind of black details within the dial are super glossy and polished. So it just really jumps out at you. And um, yeah, this is, it, it was kind of hard between this watch and the cwc but i think this might be my favorite dive watch that's so in cool. the collection right now yeah that's so cool yeah. have you ever considered um you know what's funny i see that I, I'll, I'll see pictures of the black lung and other doxas on 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 the instagram and everything like that i think everyone just keeps them on the bracelet right yeah yeah some some people ask me kind of like right away like oh like what are you gonna put it on um and i I'm so pleased with the modern reproduction of the beads of rice bracelet that I, I just, it's, it's the same philosophy I have with like bracelets and straps. I feel like this watch would be slightly incomplete right. with, um, with something that isn't the beads of rice bracelet. But I think, um, one thing that would really work with this watch is something like one of those Erica's Originals uh, Marine Nationale straps. Those are those, those are like canvas straps, right? They're I, they feel like nylon actually. They just they feel like another another NATO, but the original ones are made out of like parachute material. That's right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, so maybe that is canvas. Um, I'm not really too sure. But I, I do like that kind of contrast between the orange and like the olive yeah. in, in those straps. So if one one day maybe uh, I might try it on one of those just just for fun. I hear that. But yeah, I'm 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 happy to hear the watch helped. It's one of those 
positive things about being a watch collector that really makes that that for me reminds me of how how wholesome watch collecting really can be like it's not about getting the latest and greatest it's not about having this thing because it's a new reissue this blah 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 it's just whatever makes you happy that's 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 what you need to collect. That's 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 the kind of collector you are. You are a if you because there are some people out there who are just like, oh, I'm not. I don't. I don't know if I want to be a Seiko collector. If I want to collect this, blah blah blah. You collect whatever makes you happy. And if you don't know what makes yeah. you happy, you'll you'll find mm -hmm. out. Events will happen, oh. and you will one day find out what makes you happy. And you you know what's cool about this watch? We kind mm. of I think as as watch collectors, whether we like to admit it or not, we always. We always fantasize about that moment, um, being out in public somewhere mm -hmm. and having some some stranger say, "Hey, nice watch." <laughs> we won't admit it. <laughs> we won't admit it, but we do fantasize about it. I want it to happen um, so bad. But the problem is that it, is that it, it never happens. Right. It usually, it usually never happens. The one time that it has happened to me, the watch actually wasn't mine. Um, <laughs> But finally, I think a couple weeks ago, I guess a watch muggle, you could call them. Um, <laughs> I fucking love that. Of, I love that. Yeah, watch, a watch muggle. A watch muggle. <laughs> he, noticed, he noticed the watch, and it was the same guy that noticed the last watch that I, that I just mentioned that wasn't mine. Oh, that's funny. Um, he was, he was, he, he was a, a server at a place that I was eating at. And um, he was like, he he's he's very much a like, dude, where's my car kind of guy. So he was just like, dude, nice watch. <laughs> I was like, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks, Ashton. You're the man, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so um, cool. Yeah, I guess it, it's it's a really striking watch. The the orange is uh, is really prominent. It it stands out. Um, and you have to. Guess you really have to be into the look, you know. It it takes a bit to get yes. into Doxa and, and take the plunge. Um, but I, I, I really do enjoy this watch. Um they they totally nailed it and I would I would uh, advise that people pay attention to the brand a little bit more because they're they're coming out with fun stuff. They just um you know, they just released <clears throat> another kind of reissue, uh what they call the Diving Star Sub three hundred T Poseidon. Uh, it's it's a very cool kind of watch, same design language, but it's uh, it's all yellow and uh, there's oh, something about it. yellow divers. I've seen yeah. that. If I had the opportunity, I would design I would design a watch that had no water resistance that looked like it was meant to be in the desert, but I would call it <laughs> I would call it the Poseidon just to fuck with people. <laughs> you might have some angry customers. Here's the here's the desert Poseidon. No no water resistance. <laughs> uh but that's that's what i'm wearing and it's it's super fun and it's 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 been hard to it's been hard to get off wrist yeah honestly yeah that's so cool man let's use this opportunity to transition because you were just talking about doxa transition into basel right basel yeah i think it's a good it's a good time we're about like 40 minutes in basel um, basel bonanza basel so i assume nothing happened you know, it was, um, some people will tell you, um, some people have told me that it's actually been kind of a slow year with, with the exception of some of the major things that happened uh, during press day there. I feel like there's been a bit of a slowdown, uh, in 
the amount of stuff being released or announced. Hmm. So I'm not sure if people are waiting to strategically announce stuff later on in the year. That that certainly does always happen. Yeah. I'm just not sure if, if brands are holding back right now. Um, Who do because, you... Okay, I'm sorry. Because the watch economy has gotten a little bit stronger, um, you know, this year. So I, I'm not sure if people are being cautious or if they're just waiting to surprise somebody or waiting for like an anniversary or something. But it, it has felt a little slow. That's that's my first impression. Maybe some brands are just realizing it doesn't matter. I, I've, I, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, like Basel is cool, but if I run a brand and I know brands that will get covered at Basel are going to be like really, really big names and I'll probably get like one post or something like that. If I'm lucky, then I'm not even going to try. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, but, yeah. but, but like, who do you think is holding or, 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 or do, do you feel comfortable saying who you think is holding back? Also, follow I just, up question. Are you recording in a soup kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of what happens. But lucky for us, we have uh, noise gates in post-production. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just I'm hearing clanking and like steamy like like dishwashing sounds and I'm like dude what the fuck is happening but it but it smells delicious does it smell if you good? were here <laughs> if you were here my friend <laughs> no I'm sure man I, I had to quickly eat a taco just before we recorded so yeah no trust me I'm still hungry I'm down man we we still have to do an in-person recording that'll be fun on site somewhere somewhere Basel yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly right Hell yeah. Dude. But as as far as brands that hold back, I just still once again I, I don't know if they've just decided to do nothing or if they're being too shy about their releases. Uh once again Squala, I'm very disappointed. If you have anything new, I don't know about it. <laughs> maybe they do maybe you? they forgot to fix their clock for daylight savings time and I just missed it. <laughs> Yeah, European Daylight Savings Time actually starts uh, tomorrow. Yeah, so, 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 so maybe they got fucked. Maybe they're going to release a whole bunch of shit on Monday. And it's yeah, just like, yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It's like, dude, you're a week off for fucking Basel. Whoa. You know? Yeah, and, and you know, that that's that's kind of the first brand that I think of. Uh, Rado is another brand, for example, who they shared some stuff, but it hasn't, it hasn't been pushed really. And then, you know, there's... They're doing a diver right now that we can't totally talk about, mm -hmm. um, and it looks really cool. But ugh, not, know, nothing, not, just, not, nothing with bite is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And then kind of what happens press day, day one, um, you know, the big players kind of take the spotlight, and then nobody cares about anything else. So for this year, it was the uh, two kind of two areas where we were both wrong. Uh, last episode and it was a Tudor GMT and a Pepsi Rolex GMT in stainless steel. I still so. cannot believe because like I, I while I was moving people were were DMing us being like oh hey Rolex stainless steel you know got released and I'm like yeah 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 real funny guy you got <laughs> fucking knuckleheads I'm trying I'm trying to live boxes of boxes of shit I don't need anymore I'm trying to lift this up flights of stairs people are DMing but I literally like I, I there was like 25 unanswered DMs and everyone's just fucking talking yeah. about the stupid stainless steel Rolex, and like, and and then when I had a chance to sit down and look it up, and I'm like, oh my, holy fucking Christ, they actually made, yeah. <laughs> they actually did the thing we said they wouldn't do. So let's say more things they won't do, so they do them. I don't think Rolex will send us gold bars. <laughs> let's see, let's see what Man, happens. Man, I, I wish, I wish I had gold bars. 
Oh, dude, I, I, if I had a gold bar, I would knock out my student debt tonight. Tonight. <laughs> I've I've been thinking more about gold bars and and the apocalypse, um, you know, and the, the kind of fall of the American banking system. I really want some gold bars. But so if the American banking system falls, and if we do slippery, slidey slope into an apocalypse situation, gold will not help you. Agricultural practices and gardening know-how will help you because that will be the real currency. Food. Nah, my my current. I'm just gonna sell my butthole. <laughs> um, listen, listen, I can't farm. I have no money, but I can. I can. I can work a mean pole, guys. All right. <laughs> Let me, if I can just somehow negotiate myself out of this mugging with my body, <laughs> I would like to take that opportunity. <laughs> my my wife will take on the whole Rick Grimes, like walking dead, like <laughs> alpha male role. Totally and, and cool, I'll work, man. I'll work the pole. <laughs> but anyways, no, I don't think they'll sell us uh, or send us the uh, gold bars. Um, I don't think they're going to do yes, it either. We, we do have a stainless steel Pepsi bezel GMT Master 2. The reference is, uh, let's see two. here, the G, it's the GMT Master 2 reference 126710BLRO. Yep. Um, and it finally happened. 40 millimeters stainless steel. The kicker here, uh, and some people are kind of on the fence about it, is that it only comes on a Jubilee bracelet. Why? I don't, why is, I don't know if you noticed that. Why does that cause trepidation for people? Um, some people just kind of prefer the look uh, of an oyster bracelet. For example, it's they kind of they see it as a bit of a cop out uh, for Rolex. It's just there always has to be one little thing with with Rolex whenever they release something new. It's like okay, here's a Pepsi GMT Master Two with a ceramic bezel. Oh, by the way, it's in fucking white gold and you can't afford it no matter what you do. So, no matter what you do, you can't afford here's it. Here's a stainless here's a stainless steel one that you might be able to afford, but if you hate Jubilee bracelets, too bad because it only comes on a Jubilee bracelet. The lugs are redesigned to only fit this bracelet and you can't change the bracelet. Oh, that's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know all that. Yeah. So the case the case was slightly redesigned. Uh, there's more polishing on the lugs, for example. The Jubilee, uh, as far as I understand, is slightly re-engineered. But yes, this watch is only meant to fit this bracelet, and I actually don't think you can remove it. Interesting. What do yeah. you? Um, okay, it's. Uh, it sounds like now you're in a Starbucks and someone's like steaming milk. That that sounds even nicer. It does sound really nice, actually. <laughs> but uh, what do what do you think is the thought process? Because just so I'm looking at this stainless steel, GMT, everything like that, compared to, I mean, I guess stuff that I saw from Rolex last year, what's the thought process? Do you think they're trying to cater to people who maybe want something more, not accessible, but accessible? Does that make sense? Am I making sense? You know, you know what I mean? Like this, this isn't like, this isn't like a gummy bear jeweled fucking Rolex. You know what I mean? It's, no, it's, it's, they, they have, they have one of those, I, you know, I'm I not know. sure <laughs> <laughs> there's no like anniversary tie to this or anything. Um, it's just you know, something just they decided to do. Yeah. It's, and I think they know it's kind of long overdue. They're, they're totally aware of the, uh, the people that are pissed off about the fact that there isn't a <clears> Pepsi, um, a GMT 
that's in steel. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of a challenge involved with creating the the details with the blue and the red ceramic that are kind of extremely difficult in the manufacturing process. Yeah. So as a result for years, that variation of the bezel was reserved only for the precious metal GMT master. Right. Apparently there have been some manufacturing developments that have made that process uh, a little easier for Rolex. So maybe they achieved that and said, well, okay, Let's do a stainless steel release for this. People are gonna love it. Um, that's 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 what I think. Uh, it doesn't matter because you're not gonna be able to get one, uh, and you're gonna be on a waiting list for four years. Is that is that? Or you can it, pay for, or you can pay fifteen thousand dollars for it if you want to. Are you are, are 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 you being facetious or is that actually the case? It's a four year waiting list. Oh, I called I called uh, my local. Rolex authorized dealer to to be on yeah. the on the waiting list. I I heard him write my name down on a piece of paper, crumble it, and throw it away. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one, of, it's one of those things, you know. That's so. <laughs> that's such a Simpsons thing. Like, like I don't, I don't know. It's like, yeah, you want this watch? Hey, fuck you very much. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm writing it down, Michael Penn. Yeah, no, I'm. I got no. Mm-hmm, I got you. Yeah, sure, boss. I'll put you in the list. Oh, right at the top. <laughs> right at the top. Don't worry. So it's so here. It's well, one here, of those. Here's my question. You so I don't I don't really know things and I don't know people, but I do know you and you know things and you are uh, I would consider you a Rolex person. Are you excited about the watch? Do you think the watch is cool? I think the watch is cool. I I would certainly not say no to having this watch. How much is um, it? So the watch retails for 8,800 Swiss francs, which is not far from what the Rolex um, Batman retailed for when it came out. However, when that watch came out, it was the same kind of deal. Um, You know, kind of big stink about it. And it it did take about three years for the watch to properly trickle in for supply to actually keep up with demand. Uh, So the the same thing is going to happen here. And, um, you know, you're going to see people paying way over retail just to get it, quote unquote, secondhand uh, and post it on their Instagram. So it just seems like a lot. I just feel like there's so many other you could have so much more fun as a collector spending that money elsewhere. Unless unless it's just unless I just don't have this personal connection with the watch that some folks would or some people who have been waiting for it, you know, would have. But. That's a lot of fucking donuts, man. That's a that that that's a lot of fucking yeah. zeppelins. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 very it can it can be an end game watch for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just one of those things where you're gonna have to wait. Um, because any place that you call, if you haven't bought, if you haven't purchased like something big before or have like some kind of account with the dealer, they're not really gonna sell it to you. Yeah. Um. You know, I joke about it, but that's probably what that guy did. He's like, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whatever, I'll just go in and buy a bunch of straps. (laughs) But but it's funny because they also came out with a, like a root beer GMT. I saw that. That one is, that one's ever, they they have one that's like all gold and they have like a two-tone one that's actually really, really cool and a little... Almost a little more vintagey and interesting, um, and 
ironically more accessible uh, and probably easier to get your hands on like at the actual dealer because they will be slightly less popular. So this is this is a situation where the steel is more coveted than the precious metal. And that's kind of the situation with Patek, for example. Because um, of the hype, so, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's the hype. I'm super into that. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm super into that uh, two tone brew beer. I I have I have uh, a love hate relate. I have well, it's not. It's more of a. Mm, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. Uh, I have like an albino monk flogging myself in the closet relationship <laughs> with with two tone with, with Rolexes. I love yeah. the two tone Rolex blue dial. I don't know what the fuck the reference is. Bluesy, whatever the fuck it. I don't give a shit. I don't know anything about Rolex, but I yeah. love that watch. Uh, I've always had a thing for two-tone watches. I really shouldn't. There's no... I I have... I can't articulate why I like it. I just like it. So I... But the, but that root beer, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, shit. That's pretty cool looking, actually. Well, how, how cool is it to see them play with those colors uh, in the ceramic bezel? It's kind of it's like fun. a brown and an amber kind of thing yeah. with the black. It's just... It's really cool. Um, on the wrist, the photos that I've seen, it looks, it almost looks more vintagey than, than something like the, uh, you know, the Pepsi version. Cause the Pepsi, they're using the same exact bezels that they use on the white gold models, the same exact ones. And I tried that watch mm-hmm. on in person and it looks, it looks super, super modern. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking at shots of this one, like, like original wrist shots, I guess. And it looks it looks a little more vintagey, even though it is kind of like the big, um, uh, I guess, like jacked up like Rolex case, you know. Yeah. So, I I would advise you know if you want one of these, maybe go for the maybe go for the two tone uh, root beer one. It's a, I think it's a little bit cooler, um, more oh, out yeah. of the box, you know. I I I would say it's definitely cooler because it's it's it's. <sighs> Like I said, it's not it's not going to be as popular, but for some reason, I just feel like it'll be. It's just a lot. I don't know. It's just for me, it's connecting. It's connecting with me for some reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I want to talk about another GMT that came out. The uh, Diet Pepsi. <laughs> Is that what people are calling it? That's what people are calling it. I, the Diet Pepsi. I love and hate the internet <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> so the Tudor Tudor Diet Pepsi. GMT, Black Bay, whatever, right? Yep, that's it. So how do you... I have I have two reactions. I had two reactions to the watch when I heard about it. Um, what do you do? What are your thoughts on it? Or should I say first since you've been talking for so long? Yeah, why don't, why don't you start? I'm, I'm kind of... I'm curious to know what, what you thought because you, you probably saw it quickly and then had to get back to moving. So I'm, I'm actually curious. <laughs> my first thought, my gut reaction was that it looked cool. It, it looks mm-hmm. cool. It's a cool looking watch. My second reaction was it's not special to me. So this is my... This is... This is I mean, I must have my problem, but yeah, whatever. It's my problem. My problem is if you do something, if you have the ability to do something really, really special, you should do it. So the the the, the GMT, Diet Pepsi, Tudor Black Bay, whatever, it's a cool watch, but to me, it's, it's not anything special or unique. It's just another iteration of a Pepsi bezel GMT. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
like yeah, like, like it's from, from Steinhardt or something like that. Yeah, it's not exciting. Like I don't, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not saying exciting in regards to like a like 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 an escalating porn habit where like things will only get you going the crazier it gets. It just didn't seem like there was like you could have put some really fun and refreshing thought into it. But someone probably just said, "Okay, we have the Black Bay line. Let's just do a surefire winner. Let's give them a Pepsi Bezel GMT." You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's just like let's put bacon bacon in our mac and cheese. Bitches love bacon. You know what I mean? Like it's it it, it it was it's that type of thought process and like I think it's cool if people get it that's awesome because I mean in regards to the market it's in, it's priced pretty well relatively. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. I wouldn't buy it, but it just didn't strike me as something that got me excited. You know? When I thought for, about for it. me the first thing the first thing was I was disappointed that we were wrong. <laughs> I was I was disappointed that it was not a Pelagos. That would have that would have been pretty cool. See that I would have been happy about. But they went they went with the Black Bay because people love people <clears throat> love the Black Bay line or Tudor thinks people love the Black Bay line. So they're just they're gonna keep iterating on it until until it's just until Tudor just changes his name to Black Bay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, there there are some things here. So I'm looking at the watch right now, and it's um, it's great for Tudor. It's the first time they offer GMT, I believe, in the brand's history. I'm pretty comfortable in saying that. I haven't totally gotten into the research, but I think this is the first time in the brand's history that can, they offer a GMT. Can we talk about the movement? Is it is that is that sort of similar to the Heritage Chronograph? Is it a modular GMT or is it like a new caliber? So it's, it's the caliber MT6552. I can't tell you off the top of my head if it's new. Okay. Um, but it may be a modular movement. How thick is the, the watch? Uh, 7.52 millimeters. That's not thick at all. 7 or 17? I'm sorry. That's the movement thickness. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that'd be crazy, right? Oh, that's a, that's a no, thin, I don't, I don't, that's a I don't thin know how thick watch. it is. Oh, okay, because yeah, if, if the is. watch is thicker... Sort of like the Tudor Heritage Chrono, you can sort yeah. of postulate that it's uh, it's modular. But that's, I mean, see that that's that's potentially an interesting thing to me. If Tudor now has the ability to do a cool GMT movement, I'd like to see that done in other fun ways. Like I'm I I'm not excited by the Black Bay line anymore. I think the first wave of them were super cool. Like the like like yeah. like 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 the original ones with the Eddas and the curved text and all that bullshit. Those were so cool when they came out. Like. That was yeah. game changing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well, here's here's the thing about that. Even those, I don't know about you, but there's always been something off about the Black Bay every time I tried it on in person. I think it has something to do with the lug to lug. Yes. And I think it has something to do with the thickness. Now, the ETA Black Bays were very kind of short-lived. And then when they started introducing their in-house calibers, <clears throat> um the watches grew very thick. Mm-hmm. So my fear is that this GMT probably won't translate well in person when I try the watch on. And it might just be a Black Bay thing. Well, what's happening, with, with, with what you're experiencing is in pictures and in theory, the watch is designed to pick elements from vintage Tudor pieces that, you yeah. know, Tudor Rolex pieces that are, that are, that are cool. And it looks like that, but the problem is it's a modern watch size. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. So there, it, there's, there's like a, there's like a dissonance there in my opinion because I had the same reaction. I've tried it on before and I'm like, this thing feels fucking huge. Like it doesn't look. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. look like it's supposed to be this fucking gigantor, but on me, yeah, it's a pretty big watch. You know. The other thing that kind of bugs me, uh, and otherwise, I think the watch is perfect. So, mm-hmm. um, if the case, if I find that the case works. And I'm not bothered by it, and I'm happy with it. I think this is the last thing that will bug me. If you look at the dial and the hands, there are too many goddamn snowflakes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they went, they went with a snowflake on the main hour hand. Okay. They went with a snowflake on the seconds hand. They went with a snowflake on the goddamn GMT hand. That's a lot of snowflakes. It's I'm, it's this, to get mixed up when you're trying to tell the fucking time. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, what ha- this is what happens when a watch brand iterates new product lines based off of like buzzwords. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, people love our snowflake hands. Let's put as many motherfucking <laughs> snowflake hands as we can on this fucking watch. You know what I mean? Ah, yeah. oh, dude, people love Pepsi bezels. Let's put a let's put a fucking Pepsi bezel on our snowflake fucking watch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just it's it's like that Facebook guy. Yo, dog, who do you like Facebook? Who put Facebook on your Facebook? You know what I mean. It's like you, 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 you remember that meme? Yeah, yeah. I think my wife fell down. Uh, um, do you, do you need to go check on her? <laughs> you okay, honey? Yeah. She's fine. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the bezel is actually pretty nice. I, I like that it's aluminum. It, it looks kind of matte finished. Mm. Um, it's gonna it's gonna age really well. The blue is a little pale. It looks black at times, so it's almost like you have a Coke uh, GMT as well. Cool. Um, but I I I'm curious. I I'd really like to try this watch on in person, and I'm sure I will. They should hit stores in July. Oh, cool. That's a lie. I think it's gonna be more like October. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean that's that's all I gotta say. But people love it, and it certainly looks good. I just I want to see if it translates well uh, in person within the Black Bay platform. I can't wait to see how much the price drops when they're on David SW. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so here, let's switch gears. What do you think? Because you're more in touch with this stuff than I am right now. Because I, I I'm I'm I was very disconnected with the move. What do you think happened at Basel that was incredible? That no one's talking about, or or is there not a situation like that? I will tell you, my friend, and okay. we can stay on we can stay on Tudor for that because the issues that you and I both have with Tudor are kind of the same. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share the watch right. I just want to make sure I have all the info. So there is another Black Bay released, just a regular oh. plain Black Bay. Was it the uh, colon scope? It was not the colon scope. So we we were wrong there as well. Damn I'm it. sorry. Damn it, dude. But this is cool. Not many people are talking about it. <clears throat> and it kind of gets me excited for the future of Tudor. Um, and it sort of remedies all the issues that we have with the Black Bay. And this is called the Tudor Black Bay 58. Okay. What's what's you, uh, what's you, that? You probably didn't you probably didn't see this one at all. I've, I've never heard is it 58 millimeters lug to lug? Is that what the 58 stands? <laughs> the name is terrible. The name is awful. <laughs> Because they got Black Bay 36, which is 36 millimeters. Right, that's Black what I feel. So when I, when I hear 58, I think a literal bread plate. Like you're wearing a yeah. bread plate on your wrist. 
This is called the Tudor Black Bay 58, but it is actually 39 millimeters. Ooh, okay. Is it, is it so, a bezel or no bezel? It's got a bezel. Ooh. So it's it's a Tudor Black Bay dive watch with a beautiful kind of gilt design on the dial and the bezel. Red triangle at 12. Classic Black Bay design. But the key here is the fact that they introduced a new caliber and is the MT5402. Um, this movement is 26 millimeters in diameter and it is considerably thinner. So the watch itself um, is a smaller Black Bay, but not only is it smaller, it's it's actually thinner. Wow. Uh, so it wears very much like, you know, they, they say that they pay homage to a Tudor from 1954 called the 7924. But it actually, when I look at the side profile, it reminds me of the Tudor reference 7923, which is the first... I think it's the first Tudor Submariner, and it actually had a manually wound movement. So it was so thin, and I think it was the only dive watch in Tudor's history and Rolex's history that had a manually wound movement. Um, so huh. it's, a, it's a slimmer, smaller Black Bay with a very nice vintage gilt dial. And I, I don't know if you've looked it up, but I... I'm almost a little more excited about this than the GMT. Why are people talking about this? This is kind of, this is kind of cool, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's expensive. It's expensive. Is it? How, much, how, how like, expensive is expensive? It's just like the GMT. I think it's around like 35 37 Okay. You know? I mean, for, for relatively within the sort of sphere that Tudor prices are in. I'd look for one in. used. What's up? I, I would look for one used, you know. Oh yeah, I would totally. I would. I. I. I I've learned. I've learned my lesson. I'm. I'm buying every <laughs> every watch I buy from now on is going to be used. Yeah. You know what I mean. But you know what? If you if you like the um, <clears throat> you know if you like the the Sean Connery like Rolex Big Crown look. Yeah. Like this is this is the tutor for that. This is pretty. That's pretty much it. That's pretty cool. You know? I'm gonna keep my eye on that one. You know. Yeah. So that's that's one that I feel you know people probably aren't talking about as much as they should. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, I would check that one out if, if you haven't, um, I'm certainly going to be looking for that in stores this summer. Um, just to try on for fun and, and bug the salespeople. You <laughs> love bugging salespeople. What yeah. about, um, what about non-Swiss? Anything cool, noteworthy, upsetting non-Swiss? So the non-Swiss do something, well, I'll, just, I'll just talk about the Japanese. It's really funny because um, Basel World starts really with press day and it was the 21st mm -hmm. this year. Um, and that's kind of when everybody loses their shit. Rolex releases a new GMT. <laughs> There's a flood of fucking releases everywhere from everyone. You can't keep up. Um, and the Japanese are smart. They know that if they release something... Um, at that time, it's going to get lost in the shuffle. So they right. actually wait for they. They say fuck press day, and uh, they do everything on the twenty second, which is actual day one. Um, <clears throat> the problem is is that they're very secretive, so they basically tell you morning of, and then everybody loses their shit for the Japanese, and you have to. <laughs> <laughs> It's so you really stressful. start you really you really start getting tested as a writer, um, <laughs> but you know Seiko Seiko did what we thought they would do. Um, they ruined our they lives. The, they ruined. Our lives. 
but I'm less <laughs> mad about it now. It's almost like Stockholm syndrome, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm a prisoner you, you, of Seiko. You can't be. You can't be. <sighs> Seiko can't hurt you if you're already dead inside. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. It's basically what's happened to me. But you know what? We we've kind of predicted Seiko. We we've talked about the sixty one fifty nine before. What they're going to do? Right. It's the same deal with the sixty two MAS. They have an expensive reissue. I think it's the SLA025. And then they have two 6R15 based reinterpretations that are cheaper. I think one's at uh, 900 something and one is at like a thousand something. Mm. Um, this is a case where I actually do enjoy the cheaper modern reinterpretations. They, they kind of feel like a baby Marine Master. Yeah, they were cool. We, we, we were looking at them um, um, in the pre talk off air. They look pretty cool. Yeah. They're not going to sell for a thousand, so you can you can pick one up. Um, they reissued the Golden Tuna, so you can buy a two and a half thousand dollar quartz Seiko if you want to. <laughs> if you if you're feeling like kicks, feeling like getting your kicks with a quartz like that. What I think is interesting, we were talking about this as they've reiterated on the six R one five movement. Mm-hmm. What was it called again? The six six L reach around. But I don't the six outreach. All these fucking codes and bullshit, dude. Why can't we just call things awesome names? You know what I mean? Let's see. I think it is it's the six L thirty five or something like that. Yeah. It's a thinner it's a thinner movement that was introduced for the Presage line. And I thought it would be affordable, but it's not. It's, it's a one one hundred percent not affordable. <laughs> it is a what, yeah. what, 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 how much was it? In in Euro, Das Das Uro? Uh 20? Das Uro is two twenty two hundred Uro. Fuck, fuck shit. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous amount of money. We were saying before, with that same amount of money, you could have gotten one of those Presage Urush dial chronographs they did, um, about a year, a year or two ago now. Those which are gone, which are gone. So fuck oh yeah, you. yeah, they're all gone. They're oh. all gone. <laughs> fuck you, Seiko. They're all gone now. <laughs> those things were so cool. I tried one on in the in the Miami uh, Seiko boutique, and I was just like, yeah. oh, grill. You know what? This is this is this is how this is how great that watch was. The sales guy I was talking to there, he didn't even he said nothing. He opened the case for me. I tried the watch on, and I asked him like one or two questions. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's this," and "Oh yeah, it's this." And I I look at him and I'm like, "How how much is this watch? It must be like three thousand dollars." Like, I can sell it to you for nineteen fifty right now. I was so tempted. I'm like, "You are the best salesman ever." You said <laughs> you said nothing to me. That that watch was so yeah. cool. I could have gotten that watch as opposed to this fucking weird tinfoil dial looking watch for twenty two hundred. The SJE zero nine two, whatever the fuck it is. I don't. I I don't I have it in front of me. What what is it? SJE. It is the SJE zero seven three. Zero seven three. Looks like a. It looks like a baby snowflake. Some people call the uh, SARX zero five five the baby snowflake. It's kind of a similar look. This watch has the Zeratsu polishing. Maybe that's where they. Oh, okay. That's that, 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 that's a Grand cost. Seiko thing. That's probably where a lot of the price is coming from. So that's so 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 the uh, Zeratsu polishing is something they implement on the Grand Seiko pieces. Hmm. So if they're starting to bring that into Presage, then what the hell? Then then what's going to be the difference between Presage and Grand Seiko if they keep blurring the lines? It's it's really interesting, man. Because actually, the only you know, I I, I saw all of the Seiko releases, and you know, right, uh, they have like a green Marine Master now that it's look, it looks like a Seiko Hulk. That thing is like <laughs> two and a half thousand euro 
obviously the 6159 reissue which is like over six and a half thousand us they have this one which is 2200 euro the only affordable watch that i saw was like the 6159 modern reinterpretations which are still like bordering a thousand dollars and i think they came out with like one new cocktail time looking watch within the presage nothing was done with the alpinist by the way which we were kind of hoping for. we were kind of hoping for so so if i could translate seiko's actions into a thought it would be that if you're poor fuck you that's basically yeah. i think i think the takeaway because that's yeah. that's craziness dude I'm poor, so fuck me. I guess that's basically what's what's happening here. It, it's kind of strange, and it, it sort of makes me worry about the future of some of their lower end models. Like, I hope, you know, I hope the SRP turtle divers like still have a lot of mileage to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I hope those watches last. Actually, I think there was one released this year that has like a blue gradient wave dial i'm not sure of the reference but i saw something like that that might be like their affordable release of the year <laughs> but i'm seeing i'm seeing less and less kind of budget friendly releases from them. i was super disappointed and i think we can draw some inference here between what we're seeing and sort of what we can extrapolate i was really disappointed and just i don't know this point is the right word i was just there was a disconnect with me with the grand seiko releases i it was just weird. Did you get the same sense that they were just weird? I just found that I didn't care uh, all that much. They were they were celebrating the anniversary of I think the nine S movement. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. It was one of the, it was one of the nines nine F or nine S or whatever the hell it is. Nine S movement. So they 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 have like a lot of like high beat anniversary models like for that kind of right event. I just um, don't. I, I just. I'm sorry. No, I just found that I didn't care much. You know? I didn't care because when I when I when I first saw them, I immediately had a crazy big disconnect with every. They're they're just. We talked about this off air. It's like what 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 like 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 the Gucci logo. Like the GS Grand Seiko initials are used in like different ways on the dial, and it's like, dude, I don't need the initials of the watch I own blasted all over the dial. I know what kind of watch I own. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just felt like a weird luxury brand sort of thing you know and it's just it to me it was just odd especially if you look at like you know even just a few years ago what seiko was doing you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it's uh, it's a little disappointing um i think this is a year where <laughs> you want to talk about something that people aren't talking about but we can talk about it now um Citizen kind of like how incredible is that shit they did? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think people are kind of disenchanted with the fact that they're not going to see the movement in watches until 2019. But <clears throat> they succeeded in creating a movement that is plus minus 1 second annually. That's insane. And it is com- so, so it wait, is no completely one's- completely autonomous. It's like satellite connected accuracy in a completely like isolated like self-standing movement so, so eco drive movement for, for for me someone that's like quartz quartz watch geeky that's so fucking cool yeah. that's just so incredible but, but wait no one's talking about this no one cares about this no one cares 
dude, what the fuck I, is wrong with people? This is the, the, that it's, is, it's that's that's my that's my favorite thing out of Basel, hundred percent. We hundred percent. We created dude. a watch movement that's pull, that's accurate annually, plus or minus one second. Yeah. To crickets. Yeah. That's so. I don't. So do you think? Do you oh, think they, they dis- have they have a new they have a new bullhead chronograph too. They have a new bullhead uh, GMT chronograph that looks super cool. Oh shit! Way uh, under a thousand. It's I think they say eight hundred, but you're gonna be you can get it for less. Um, and they have some. They came out with a lot of bullheads this year that people aren't really talking about. Um, and I think we'll see them in the months to come. But that's exciting. <sighs> I just I was more excited about Citizen this year. And Seiko. Yep. Do you think there's a disconnect between maybe the way Citizen is articulating the message of their technological achievement, or do you think that people just see the name Citizen and they're like, "Oh well, it's Rolex. I don't give a shit." I think they're too modest. I think Citizen is is maybe too modest, and I think. Um, so you think Citizen needs to walk out the first day, show everyone their penis, and say, "Come at me, bro." Yeah. 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 That's that's kind of. I mean, I might have known some things about that before it happened, and mm-hmm. that's what I kind of hoped for. But um, that's my favorite thing out of Basel World. Yeah, you know, and I, I can't wait to see the watches in twenty nineteen. When I when I when I first saw that online, that stuck with me, and I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, like plus minus once, like that's. And the thing is, you and you 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 articulate also really well. It's like this isn't radio time. This isn't atomic time. It's not on a satellite. This is this is a movement yeah. that's just doing what it does by itself. That's incredible, dude. Like what the fuck? Like like that's such a quintessential. That's so quintessential to the function of a watch. It's almost perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I. Dude, if they put that thing in like a diver or something, oh, oh my man. god! <laughs> but I or would even, buy even like a time. You know what? Like a time only like dress watch. Just I'll take that. Well, how 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 much did they give an indication what they're gonna charge for that technology? No. Like, no, okay. that that might have been. You know, maybe, maybe they shot from the hip too fast. They they only debuted it in like a concept pocket watch. You know. Okay. And that's it. They basically just said this is happening, and that's that. Um, it was. It was the, the 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 terminology would be proof of concept. They provided proof of concept. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But next I'm, year, hopefully, I'm still excited about that, man. Um, yeah. What else was I going to ask? Zin didn't Zin do some crazy shit? Zin came out with a flyback that looks really cool. They came out with uh, like an all blue 103 that's, pilot chronograph. That's right, blue one hundred three. Yeah, how cool is that? The flyback has a lot of like aesthetic similarities to the split second. I think it's the nine hundred one or mm-hmm. the nine ten that I'm I still obsess over. So that one looks cool. <laughs> um, they're pretty pricey. One watch that kind of caught me off guard was from Longines, actually. Okay, and it is it is called the Master Collection Annual Calendar. It is the first annual calendar that they've ever done. It's time oh. only. It has the day and the date at three o'clock, but it's an annual calendar for like twenty five hundred bucks. Kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, they did like the Legend Diver in all black. Uh, don't really care about that, but it looks cool. Um, you know, and I think they did. They did some that are smaller, also mm-hmm. like some ladies, like Legend Divers. Whatever. 
Hmm. You know what watch that I saw, which I I saw it and I immediately fell in love with it, and then I read comments online and I felt bad for loving it. And I'm very curious to know to know your opinion. Okay. Did you see that did you see that Bell and Ross racing bird chronograph, whatever the fuck it's called? I love it. I love it too. Yes. The, the chronograph. Yes. Yeah. It hasn't there's no reason for that watch to exist. It's so cool. <laughs> there's no reason. So Bell and Ross is the Hawthorne Heights of the watch world. They know. I love it. They just. They know. They know what they do right, and they just keep doing it. They. They don't care. (laughs) They. They they just don't care. Um. That last Hawthorne Heights release album was actually really. It was really good. Like it was thirty minutes of exactly what I wanted to hear from them. Exactly. But that's that's (laughs) that's exactly what what it what it is with Bell and Ross. Like when they release watches, if I'm opening a press release from them or like an article about a new watch. They they give me what I want. Yeah, but I you I know? I did not expect to like that chronograph. But like when I saw it and I saw pictures of it and I was scrolling through, I'm like, dude, this thing is fucking like, this is so cool. I it connected with me so well because it felt accessible. It still it's but it also felt like it felt like a Bell and Ross piece. It felt ex, it felt accessible, but it also still felt ref, sort of refreshing and new, but still within the product line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But people hate that watch. People hate that watch. <laughs> that watch that watch is so drunk. Like there's there's way too much going on with it. I don't care. It looks like, so cool. Like it's a two register chronograph, but one of the subdials is like half gone. <laughs> cause they cause they like put like an open date window or something that shows like three dates. Go home, go home, watch you're super drunk. <laughs> I don't care. That watch that watch speaks to me on like yeah. on like a very personal level. I think that's such a great watch. I don't know anything else about it. I don't know what the fuck is in it. I saw it and I'm like, yes, I like that. The watch. colors, the colors are gorgeous. I think know? that's, I think that's what appeals to me. So I, 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 I get, I tend to get drawn to things which are, which do fun things with color. Not even, they don't have to be successful things with color, fun things with yeah. color. And I get drawn to it pretty, uh, pretty easily. So I, I thought that was fun. Um, did you see that new, that new, uh, I'm jumping around now, so I apologize. Did you see that new Nomos with that loom? They had a few, the, the, the Autobahn with like the weird luminous like arc inside. I don't know how I feel about that. It feels like a Nomos piece, which is nice, but it's too, I think, hard nosed with the Autobahn automobile theme. Does that make sense? I didn't pay much attention to it because I knew it was going to be super expensive. Oh, here it is. $4,800. Oh, my God. Dude, when did Nomo start charging this much for watches, man? They charge that much when you get into, like, their weird stuff. Like, the Ahoy or the, like, World Timer. Ahoy, Ahoy? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) the club, uh, some of the club models are not that bad still. Um, um, this should be around like twelve or thirteen hundred. I think I think you can get him like eight or nine hundred used. You know what's crazy? This is the first Basel World in a long time, where I'm I'm seeing everything wind down, and there aren't any watches in my mind that I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go buy this soon because I can't I can't fucking afford any of it, man. Like you can't, it, you know, it's a matter of affordability, but at the same time, I, th- I think it's like I said at the beginning of the last of last show, dude, none of this, none of them matters. You know what I mean? Like it just, I don't know. It just doesn't matter. And I think some, I, 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 this, we also allude to at the beginning of this show, 
some brands just didn't really do anything because I think they also know, like, listen, we're not going to try and fucking, you know, do something during Basel when Rolex is doing God knows what. Let's wait a couple months, then release something. That's, that's true. Zodiac is at the show. I don't know if they released anything crazy. Fuck if I they know. They didn't tell me anything. Yeah. They didn't tell anyone anything. And last you year know? they had that. Last year they had that new Super C Wolf 53 and that Jetomatic Pilot. I loved both of those that's watches. True. Yeah, you know? that's true. But they didn't do shit this year. I mean, if they, like I said, if they did, I didn't, I didn't hear about it. Yeah, I don't know. Usually, and and you know, people give a shit about talking about Seiko for so for so long. I guess um, they can be the saving grace a lot of times, and they just weren't this year. So, like, I don't know. Do I just stop liking watches now? I guess. Like you can you can keep liking watches, but let's stop giving a shit about Basel. There's really no oh, reason for Basel to be a big thing, in my opinion. In you know, there what I'm was saying? there was a watch that I. Lost my shit over. And let me oh, see yeah? if I find it. Uh, Citizen came out with a new, a brand new Blue Angels chronograph. Oh, grill. Oh, grill. <laughs> Is it cool? I, I can't find it right now. Of course, that's how the internet works. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, but I, I fucking love that watch. The Citizen the Citizen Blue Angels like Eco Drive Chronograph. You can find them on Amazon for like 400 bucks. Yeah. I have seen that watch on more pilots and flight instructors than anything else. <laughs> That's so cool. It's hilarious. It's hilarious to see the way that brands like Breitling and Bell and Ross like market um, <laughs> to that crowd. Uh, like a, you're flying a triple seven, like, you know, you need one of our watches. Like, dude, I see so many citizens on pilots. That's so um, cool. I don't have the specifics, but I know they came out with a new version of the eco drive, like blue angels chronograph. It's a chronograph world timer. probably has a fucking alarm for like everything. Um, <laughs> Men menstrual know. timer, a menstrual timer. I'm still like, waiting for a watch to have a menstrual timer. God damn it. <laughs> a fully mechanical menstrual timer complication. <laughs> God, that's, that's horrible. <laughs> I need that, guys. After this, we are well. Luckily, my luckily my office door closes. So, does your office door close, Michael? I don't have an office door. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but yeah, but that, I, I mean I, that's that's it, man. I, I I can't think of anything else right now. Um, yeah. was there anything sort of like last year with Frederick Constant doing that cool flyback? Did they, did, 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 did Frederick Constant do anything cool or not really? They came out with like a hybrid smartwatch kind of thing where the, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. There's like an app on your phone and it controls like a hybrid module inside of the watch. That's always kind of keeping it in sync. Uh, I think there's some kind of activity tracking as well. Um, that was their big thing this year, you know, but mm -hmm. the, the cool part is that the watches look very traditional. So if you like the look of okay. the flyback, for example, these watches, they, they don't look like smart watches. That's kind of um, cool. Um, let me so, think what else, uh, did tag Hoyer do anything cool? Did, 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 did Tom Brady promote anything cool new for them <laughs> or whoever the fuck's tag their new brand sponsor now? Tag came out with, uh, a chronograph GMT that was pretty sweet, but it's very, it's very Beaver-esque in its design. <laughs> so it's you start to see the Hublot kind of bleed into the Tag Heuer design, which yeah. I personally 
like. It's just that like you're still getting to like six thousand um, dollars. If I'm if I'm at six thousand dollars in hand to buy a watch, I'm gonna save a little bit more and buy like a used forty-two millimeter Explorer two Polar Dial. <laughs> you know, personal um, favorite of Michael. Yeah, personal favorite. We should start a watch convention or like a watch trade show where you can only show up if your watch is under five hundred bucks. Do you think that would be? Do, do you think people would be interested in that? Maybe I don't know, because I think Probably. I think the more we talk about it, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. Also, it's really hard to give a shit about Basel as a regular person when everything's just so expensive. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's just it's just. It just doesn't really do it, man. I don't know. The, the coolest thing that's happened is, in my opinion, um, Citizen with that EcoDrive movement, plus minus one I'm, second a year. I'm just thinking about this episode that we're recording right now and the episode that we recorded last year, the same episode. And I just... I, I feel was like super we're about excited to, last year. We're about to finish, and like, there's just nothing I can, you know think about when i hit the stop button like okay like i think i'm gonna save up and go for this maybe those seiko like uh, reinterpretation divers but i'm not really that interested i was gonna say i think you're only thinking about that because you feel like you have to get something so like i might as well guess i guess i'll just spend a thousand (laughs) thousand bucks on one of these Seikos. no you're so right last year last year i I was gung-ho about that zodiac jetomatic pilot and then, yeah. and then Zodiac made it fucking impossible to get in contact with them, so I didn't buy it. <laughs> Which is your fault, Zodiac. Sorry, guys. You know what I mean? Um, Funny and- enough, this year I'm more interested in a watch from SIHH than from Baselworld. Which watch is that? The Bauman Mercier uh, 5D Ooh, chronometer. Yeah, that's right. That thing was. That cool. is like that is like cheaper than that fucking Longine like annual calendar <laughs> that I just told you about. Uh, and it's got like silicon components and everything as well. Um, nice. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy anything from the brand because it's obviously a lot of my price range. But I was really intrigued by the new Breitling pieces that I saw. I was just clicking around. And I was just looking at them. And I'm like, this is interesting, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. I I do. I, I mean, there's a there's a refreshed 43 millimeter Navitimer that looks awesome. That, but, um, I mean, what was it? That Colt? That 41 millimeter Colt? Or am I am oh, I drunk? Yeah. Yeah, that cold. Yeah, no, it's what was it? Chrono Chronomat forty four, Chronomat forty four. Is that what yeah. it was? Yeah, yeah, that thing is pretty cool. Really cool. Like, but obviously those are also like six, seven, eight thousand dollar watches. Yeah. yeah, dude, watches fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck couldn't we get into something that was cheap? Like, um, I don't know what the fuck is cheap these days. I went to an antique store today and I found out that people are really into collecting um, matchboxes and little matchbooks from different bars and stuff. They'll collect them from bars and like shrink shrink wrap them and preserve them. Uh, we can start a podcast about that. I can definitively say that all the people are probably serial killers. <laughs> if you collect they- matchboxes and shrink wrap them to look at them, you're a serial killer. Yeah. You're like you're, you're like the you're like Neil Patrick Harris's character from Law and Order SVU, not SVU, uh, Law and Order, <laughs> the the normal one with Vincent D'Onofrio, eating women's calves and shit. 
Sorry, it's a bit of a very obscure reference. I apologize. I, I have no idea Michael Fever from watched that show. No. Okay. <laughs> well, Vincent D'Onofrio is in that show, and he also plays Kingpin in the Daredevil series on on uh, Netflix. I, I didn't know he was. I didn't know he was that dude from Men in Black. He was the Roach guy. Give me sugar and water. <laughs> the Roach guy, man. But yeah, so definitely a much different tone towards the end of this year's Basel episode than compared to last year, because even though last year had expensive pieces there were, uh, were also still some really really cool things i'm sure there are cool things that happened this year but i don't know it's just um i don't find myself particularly excited i'm trying to think i think someone mentioned to me that tiso did something cool is anything popping into your mind in regards to tiso <sighs> they did like an i think it's called like the anti-magnetic i have to i didn't get a chance to look at it i, I feel like i've seen photos on instagram but that might be worth looking at. Somebody okay. may be right about that. Uh, by the way, that Chronomat 44 from Breitling that you just brought up is $8,720. Fuck my mouth. That is that is a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money. Do you have... Oh my God, dude. Fucking... Dude, let's just click matchbooks. No, oh, fuck it. Let's just click, the good let's thing, just click The good thing about this Basel is that I don't feel like buying anything. I don't feel like buying anything. <laughs> that's, maybe that's a silver lining. I can go on vacation, take my wife to dinner. <laughs> Last year, I was so I was so fervent and positive about getting that Jetomatic pilot. The only reason I did it is because Zodiac is impossible to get a hold of, and they only sell watches through fucking that WatchStation.com garbage. You know what I'm saying? But this year, I don't know. I didn't really see anything. I mean, I mean, just from us talking and me clicking, the only thing that I would really be interested in is maybe one of those uh, Citizen Bullhead Chronos. I want to take a look at them, take, uh, take, a, take a closer gander, see if anyone looks cool. I'm really excited to see what they do with that EcoDrive technology, that plus uh, minus one second annually. Um, yeah. That charming, that, not, not charming bird. See, I almost fucked it up. Not charming bird. <laughs> that Bell and Ross racing chronograph bird, whatever the fuck it's called. Ridiculous yeah. watch. It, it looks like child's refrigerator art. But it's so. But you're drawn to it. You're drawn to I'm it. I'm very much drawn to it. But that's also like I think I think I think it's like a three thousand dollar watch. Belmross. Yeah, cheap. it's 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 around there. Yeah. Yep. So not buying that anytime soon. Maybe maybe I'll look into that into that Blue Angels uh, watch. Like I, I took I took some trips before Basel and uh, just once again, man, I, I saw a pilot. Poor guy, man. He was doing like a shift change. He wasn't even flying the plane. He was just like sitting in coach in the, in the, in the shit box because <laughs> the FAA makes you sleep um, sometimes, I guess. And he, he had one of those Blue Angel like yep. pilot chronograph and it was just it was beat to shit. Probably like a first officer, <laughs> like 80 years old. Still, still, not, still not captain, I bet. Um, oh my God. What a... We cannot <laughs> end on such bleak of a note. That watch, I might look into that watch. I don't know. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to look into those bullet chronographs. Um, I'll probably do a little more research into some of those Seiko pieces just to just to educate myself. I, I also want to see, um, I want to see that new iteration on the 6R15 used in something that doesn't have fucking Zarozu polishing so it can yeah, potentially put, be affordable. Put that in a... Yeah, put that in like a Sarb or something. You know, you know, make make it thinner, make it nice. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, oh my god, like that's cool. Like that's a that's a, a Seiko dress watch that I can get behind. Like, oh fucking twenty two hundred euro. 
Yeah. Never mind. If you're poor, sick, that's not far from like a fucking Speedmaster that I just bought. Like, are you kidding? Like, oh, I'm man. Let's see if people buy it. Let's see if people buy it. You know? Because that was that that one was limited too, right? Or no? Yeah. It's like a thousand eight hundred and eighty one pieces for some reason. Can we stop doing limited like limited releases of watches? It's really getting old. You know? My big question is, did Orient release the Christmas Chronograph 2? Orient, Orient released the Christmas Chronograph with the custom Kaz case back. Ugh, it's just it's just a picture of me eating a bag of donuts in the rain by myself. <laughs> and there's a quote in the bottom that just says, that's a lot of fucking donuts. Uh, Telling you, man. Kaz, Kaz, I think we're done. Okay. <laughs> All right, it's time to start winding down. Yeah, nothing I'm particularly excited about. I think that Tudor 58 was pretty cool, that Black Bay 58. That's yeah. just cool to see, but otherwise... I'd hunt for that used, but I have too many dive watches. But people <laughs> tell me that's not a thing. <laughs> otherwise... Yeah, that, um, that and the citizen movement, mm-hmm. um, and that's it. That's Basel. I guess. I mean, if you guys think so, so, so this is, I, I don't want people to also think, you know, that this is just like definitively how we feel, blah, blah, blah. If there's something that we missed, which is entirely possible because it has been a crazy, crazy couple of weeks for Michael and I. If you guys saw something at Basel and you thought it was awesome, we didn't talk about it, totally let us know what's up. We'd love to hear from you guys. The point of this show is just to just for all of us to have a dialogue. And this is one of those really great times of the year where we could learn a lot from each other not just you know us and you you and us all that stuff like that if you guys heard saw about something got a whiff of something we didn't mention it and it sounds cool totally let us know would love to hear about it um definitely not as jazz this year as i was about last year last year's basel um but that might be maybe that's a sign of the changing times maybe maybe brands are just wisening up and they're just like listen we're not gonna blow our fucking wad at basel and get buried by all the fucking Bulgarian Rolex fucking releases. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll also keep in mind that like I'm slightly manic at this time. Uh, this is the day before the last of Basel. At one point I was up for, I think it was 34 hours um, between the travel and, and the Basel preparation that I had to do. Yep. So. Yeah, Michael, I never thought I'd say this to anyone, but dude, watches aren't worth it. <laughs> watches and, are and not worth hurting your health like that <laughs> progressively each night I've, I've had about like four hours of sleep so i might have said something crazy this episode so feel free to reach out to us share your thoughts tell us about your favorite releases uh during basel world if you think we got something right if we if you think we got something wrong um it's like like Kaz said it's all about a dialogue and you know you guys you guys are the biggest part of this um so let your voice be heard and uh, we'll we'll talk about it on air and we'll we'll talk to you about it. So Yeah. And most yeah. importantly, if you like that Bell and Ross racing bird chronograph, you have to let us know too so we know we're not alone. All right. Yeah. I like that shit. I think I think it's fucking hilarious. It's such, <laughs> such a great watch. Because someone finished designing it, looked up and said, Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> and no one yeah. told him no, dude. You your watch your watch literally looks like someone dropped a plate of food. Like you can, you can, you can, you cannot sell this watch. Oh, we're selling it. Hey, we're charging three thousand oh, dollars for it. But here, it's time. I don't want to hold you up anymore. Michael has to go to sleep. You have to go to sleep as I punch the microphone. Um, 
In terms of a recap, I'm not really sure. I think we technically just did the recap. Uh, you know, I was just moving. Mike's been doing Basel. He's he was traveling a lot also. Um, we both had really really cool watches for the wrist check. Both very unique watches. Both watch both watches with really cool dive history, in my opinion. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Basel happened. That's the story about Basel. Uh, I think it's That's time. It. I guess it's time. Should we go? I don't want to go. Nice to talk to Sadly. you. Sadly, yeah, me neither. Okay, yeah, um, I will, I will just go. tease this really quick. Uh, we are getting close to uh, 5,000 followers on Instagram, which means another giveaway. And I will tell you guys right now, we I won't give I won't say names, but we are working on securing a watch for that. And I think it's going to be something that's going to be really, really cool. People are really, really going to like it. It's going to be a fun partnership. And I think, uh, think 5,000 followers is going to be a really, really great milestone because of the partnership that we're doing with the, with the giveaway. So that's all I'm going to say. Sound good? Sounds good. It's yeah. not It's not a Rolex, guys. All right? No. Because we're keeping that shit and we're selling it to pay off our student loans. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's real world shit right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but okay. All right. Here. I'll let you. I'll let you. Uh, do, uh, 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 do you want to start the sign off? Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. This is Kaz. You've been listening to Two Book Watch Knobs. Go to sleep, Mike.